Welcome, Gansers, to the Scout Report episode for the Rochdale game at Spotland on Saturday. I'm your host, Tom Metcalf, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Dale fan, Dean. Hi, Dean. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Uh, more than welcome. Thank you. Um, the Gans come into this game on a run of pretty much poor form. Bad losses against Donny away and Bolton at home have been followed by a fortuitous draw against Pompey at the Mem on Saturday, snatching a two-all draw with an own goal late on. Despite that, Rovers are only three points off the playoffs, with our saviour, JCH, expected to be back for the Sunderland game if it goes ahead. Dale go into this one off the back of a 3-0 loss to High Fly in Oxford on Saturday. The two games before that were wins against MK and Bolton. Dean, how was it on Saturday against Oxford? Yeah, not great. Um, we've had a pretty bad record there over the last few years. Um, I think even though we've been in some decent form before that, we won three on the bounce going into it, I think everyone sort of expected that to be where the little run came to an end and, and so it transpired, I think. Um, especially with the red card in the first half. I know we were we were already 2-0 down by that point, so I think the game was starting to get away from us a little bit anyway. But um, as soon as the red card was shown to Wilbraham, then I think it was pretty much game over. Um, but I think the, the key thing has been, all season for us, has been that the teams that are struggling and are down towards the bottom of the table are the teams that we've been picking up points against. So I think... Um, Losing uh, a ground that we gen- generally tend to struggle at anyway um, against a team that seems to be in really good form at the moment. I don't think anyone's going to lose any sleep over it, thankfully. Uh, the manner of the defeat isn't isn't the best because I don't think we created much. Um, and like I say, the game was over before half time, really. I think that's, I think that's the sticking point. But um, I think the focus has got to be on picking up points against the teams that are lower in the table. And, and at the end of the day, Oxford, I think, will be right up there towards the end of the campaign. So it, it's not too much of a worry, especially given you know the three the three wins that came before it. Yeah, they've, they've been a bit of a surprise package, Oxford. This they started the season with I think just Jamie Mackey up front, and then they signed um, a player well known to Rovers fans, Matty Taylor, um, and he's he kind of struggled against us at the Mem, which was I mean fantastic to see. But then after that, he seems to have. Uh, kind of found his form and I think League One is probably his level at this level he's a, a really good striker um, the three games before that it, you beat MK uh, Bolton and it was Aki the other one wasn't it yeah what what have how have Dale been playing in those games that um, kind of a bit more creative but more attacking yeah um, I, I, we were maybe slightly lucky against Dacrington um, probably not our best performance but we got we got a goal either side of half time um, and then sort of just squeezed out from there. They scored a screamer from about 35 yards. Um, and then from there on in, we just, it's something we've done all season at home. Um, and you expect it. If we do get ahead on Saturday, we will sit back. We will try and soak up pressure. Um, I don't know how intelligent the move that is, given that we haven't really got much pace on the counter-attack. So we don't really tend to create much when we've already got the lead. Um, and that was the case against Accrington. And we were probably slightly lucky to get the three points there because... Uh, Robert Sanchez made an unbelievable save in the last minute. Um, he's out injured at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and then against Bolton, again, probably slightly lucky. We, we weren't really creating much. Uh, we went behind um, on about 55 minutes, I think it was. Um, probably deservedly so. And then as soon as they scored, I don't know, um, obviously they picked up the three points, didn't they, against yourselves. But against us, I think maybe... The home crowd got a little bit excited thinking that first win was going to come and I think the pressure started to tell um, and we sort of turned the screw. As soon as we got one, I think it was always a case of we were going to kick on and 
and, and finish that game quite easily, which we did. Um, and then MK Dons just offered very, very little. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be those teams that are struggling at the bottom that we're going to pick up points against. I think our we've won five games so far and they, they've all come against teams in the bottom six, which I think says a lot about the level we're at right now. Um, the, the key thing now is that if we can start picking up points against teams like yourselves that are in that mid-table, then perhaps we can start to, to look a bit higher in the table. But against those teams that are struggling, um, we like to keep the ball. We play some really good football at times. You'll see some really flowing moves on Saturday, definitely. Uh, the problem is when we come up against teams that play in a similar way, that have more quality, they tend to just wipe the flow of us, as, as you saw with the result of Peterborough early in the season. They beat us 6-0. Um, Teams like that are just gonna their quality is gonna tell against us because we we don't have that same sort of individual ability maybe aside from one or two players. Um, but the way that we play football is really exciting, and um, I think after the last few seasons we've we've just about managed to sort of scrape up, and especially last season I think you remember yourselves when we came to to Bristol Rovers towards the end of the season we picked up a massive win, but we were so attritional and and so turgid at times. I just desperately scrabbling for those points. Now we're playing with a little bit more freedom. And um, as you saw, I'm sure some of your uh, listeners will have seen the goal that we scored against Southend earlier this season where there was like 20-odd passes before it. We will play some really nice football and, and it's really nice to see. So at least it's going to be a little bit more entertaining than, than sort of scrapping for points like it has been over the last couple of seasons. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a dream, really. Entertaining football is something that we can only really dream of um, this season under Coughlin and kind of half of last season. We tend to lump up to Johnson Clark Harris up front, who's unfortunately injured. Um, and even though he's injured, we're still playing that kind of football. We're just completely bypassing midfield a lot. Um, it's a completely different scenario when he's in the team. We can lump it to him, but then it actually stays up there. So then we can play a bit of football, but at the moment it's it's uh, what people are terming uh, Coughlin ball. It's it's not very exciting, but at the start, well, kind of we went through a little bit of a purple patch and it kind of got results, so people didn't mind so much. But yeah, it's uh, I'm expecting more of the same, and without him in the in the side, we've really really struggled for goals. So I'm yeah, I'm coming into this one quite quite pessimistic. Um, who would you say are your kind of standout players? You mentioned Wilbraham, who uh, Rovers fans will will know a lot about. Um, and yeah, he's, he's been a bit of a fawn in the side um, to us down the seasons. Who who else should we look out for? Uh, well, Wilbraham will be suspended um, for that red card that he picked up last weekend. But I think that's probably um, probably a better thing for you than it is for us because he hasn't really offered much since coming. And he's now. 40 years old, so he doesn't exactly get on the pitch like he used to. Uh, obviously, the, the, the star man is Ian Henderson. It has been since he signed for us in 2013, I think it was, 2014. Um, he's something like 10 goals away from becoming our record goal scorer of all time now. Uh, and you just he's pro- he probably doesn't affect the game the same way that he used to. He used to play sort of wide left, and he used to run the show. And the, the season that we last won promotion, he was... Uh, I think he came second in the league player of the year and he was just unbelievable from that position. Now that he's a bit older, uh, he's sort of moved into centre forward and he's a bit of a poacher. And even if he's not affecting the game, you know that if the chance falls to him, then he'll, he'll, he'll bury it. So he's always the man to look out for for us. And then 
Uh, Callum Camps um, is a player who started out started out really well when he first came through a few years ago, and then over the last few seasons has really struggled. I think the way that he plays football probably didn't suit um, a relegation scrapper like we have been over the last couple of seasons. Now that we're playing a little bit more openly, um, play trying to play attractive football, it really suits his game, and uh, he's starting to come into come into his own again, which is really great to see because I was starting to worry that perhaps he wasn't going to live up to his potential. Um, and then Paul McShane came in recently and has really settled things down at the back. So he's definitely um, linking up well with Owen O'Connell, who came in uh, over the summer from Berry, who's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I'd say that's the spine of the team. I think if we can add a few more players around them, uh, we've got players like Rathbone who are really reliable. Um, but in terms of like, actual quality, why in the wide position specifically, uh, we're probably struggling a little bit. Henderson needs a little bit more help. But those that that core of four or five through the middle of the team have done really well so far this season. It's always good to sort out a spine of a team. I think we've had that this season with we tend to play back three of Craig um Kilgore and Davis and they're really solid. Cola, who signed this season, um, on a free is solid as well. So kind of going into midfield you've got Ed Upson who we signed um from MK when they got relegated couple of seasons ago and then we used to have jch so that kind of spine was really good and then the kind of players around um kind of in the wide and that you can kind of give them a bit more freedom to try and play a bit um what can away fans expect on the day what what are the best pubs locally what's the what are the views like it um spotlands um it's it's to be honest it's the best stand in the ground that the away fans get uh, it's a wilbert's lane and which goes right down one side of the pitch and you'll get a fantastic view. It'll probably be one of the best away ends you'll go in all season. Um, why, why, do they, why do they give us the best stand? Oh, it's, it's, reasoning? Uh, well, it's, there's three other stands, obviously. Um, one is terracing behind the goals and it's uh, the Sandy Lane and the supporters really have a connection with that stand and wouldn't want to see it go, I think. We gave it to Burnley fans for a pre-season friendly and people protested by sitting on the pitch and not letting the game go ahead, so that's a no-go. <laughs> um, and then behind the other goal, there's a bar under the stand that um, the club want to be for home supporters only. And then the other stand is the main stand, so that's why the Wilberts Lane, which is the newest stand, the biggest stand, the best stand in the ground by quite a distance, is, uh, is just basically just used for away fans. Occasionally, uh, they might open one block if it's a... If it's going to be a big game and they know that they can fit a few more Dale fans in, they might open it up a little bit, but very rarely. So that's a that's a bonus for away fans. Um, in terms of pubs, there's uh, the nearest one to the ground, uh, which is the best pub around the town for me, is the Cemetery, which is at the top of, of Sandy Lane, about a five-minute walk from the ground. We've got plenty of real ales on there and stuff and really good atmosphere. Away fans, more than welcome. You'll find plenty of friendly people in there. Uh, there's not really many others near the ground. There was a few, but they've shut down or sort of been bulldozed over the last few years, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but there's a few decent ones in the in the town centre of people coming up on the train. Um, there's the Bourne and uh, the Flying Horse, which again, got plenty of real ales in there and decent atmosphere. And it's maybe five pound in a taxi to the ground from there. So there's plenty. There's plenty. Um, there's plenty of decent options if you're coming up early enough. Uh, but I would recommend the cemetery personally. That's uh, that's probably where I'll be. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of recommendations. The Balm as well got recommended yeah. to me. I'm up in Manchester for work this week, so I've, I've been asking 
people who I work with. Um, I've also heard rumours that the chippy outside of the yes. away kind of turnstile is a bit of a banger. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's special. <laughs> um, I don't don't usually get much chance to go there because I'm usually uh, either in the cemetery or I play for the Rochdale supporters team. So sometimes we're on minutes uh, getting to the grounds, but um, I managed to I managed to get there for the first time in in years a couple of weeks ago because we played in the morning and we was on minutes and I didn't have time for anything to eat and I realised what I've been missing because yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's very decent and very cheap as well. So. If if people have got time and, and uh, are looking for some food, I recommend going in there rather than the ground, which is probably not what the club will uh, I'd like to hear from. <laughs> that's that's the truth of the matter. <laughs> no, that's that's why we interview fans because we want the inside. Yeah, definitely the recommendations that you'd go for. Yeah. Um, can I can I prod you for a score prediction? Yeah, I think um, I think our confidence might have been knocked a little bit uh, after that last week because we've got quite a young squad. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back us for the win, uh, but then looking at your last few results, maybe a draw is is uh, the most likely outcome. I think I'm gonna go for one one. One one. Who's your goal scorers? Oh, it's it's always Henderson for us. <laughs> always. <laughs> um, for yourselves, uh, without Clark Harris, it's difficult, isn't it? Who would you go yeah. for? Uh, if I was gonna put any money on it, I'd probably go. Um, Tyler Smith right. I think Money on yeah, he's, yeah he's a young lad on lane from Sheffield United and he's he's got a decent finish on him but um, yeah. it just depends what, what Graham goes with as the starting lineup. he's been playing um, Tom Nichols a lot um, who we signed from Peterborough for decent money and he's he's really not scored fit well enough really to justify um, his fee and he's yeah he's, he might be kind of going out of favour so it might be Smith and Adebayo another loan uh, from Barnsley he's a bit of a big lad so I would I would probably put money on those two starting but we'll see he might do something completely well, we mental. We tend to struggle against uh, more physical forwards I think uh, we tend to, we have a few sort of quite lightweight defenders so I'll be going with a big lad then maybe instead. Well, hopefully Graham listens to this and he'll uh, he'll sort <laughs> of. <laughs> um, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about the uh, EFL Cup game against United. Um, yeah. 16-year-old Luke Matheson, your right back, I believe. Yeah. Right. Scoring an equaliser absolutely leathered it to yeah. take United's pens. That must have been just amazing. Oh yeah, incredible. Um, without a doubt, one of the best nights of my life as a Rochdale fan. Uh, obviously, we, we're right on the doorstep of Manchester, so growing up. Uh, all my mates are Manchester United fans, pretty much. So um, it's always the dream draw. It's always the draw that we wanted to get. And it, it, just even it coming out, we knew that it was just going to be an incredible night, no matter what happened. The atmosphere was brilliant. It was maybe, I think I think in the end, something like 7,000 Dale fans there, which is just ridiculous. I mean, we get we get 2,500 at home most of the time. So that tells you like the sort of, uh, the way that it sort of captured the imagination Uh and then when that goal went in, like the, there's no words to describe that feeling. It was just, it was just incredible. And uh, even even losing on penalties, um, like words, it, we couldn't put into words just how proud of them we were. The, the the best part of it all was that they actually they stuck to the guns and they tried to play football like they have been doing all season, um, and it paid off. And I think my my favourite moment, as much as the goal was brilliant, um, and the teams coming out and everything, I think seven thousand Rochdale 
fans singing uh, clown music towards World Cup winning Paul Pogba was pretty, was pretty great. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was it was it was it was an unbelievable night, and um, I think no matter what happens this season, um, it's it's going to be remembered for the, for that game because uh, we've had some special nights in the cups over the last few years. I mean, beat Leeds and we beat Forest, and we got a draw with Tottenham as well last year. Um, but that that was right up there for me as I'm definitely one of the, it's one of the reasons that you support a team like this because those moments they don't come around often and when they do you just you just feel so proud to be part of uh, part of a lower league team and, and sort of not chasing the glory and having those moments uh, they feel like you feel like you've earned those moments I guess um, by you know going to going up and down the country and watching watching bore nil-nil draws with teams you'd only heard of three years ago have just been promoted with loads of money and you just think ah oh, what am I doing and then you have moments like that that make it all worth it absolutely I, I was going to add something onto that but there's no point you've put it absolutely perfectly <laughs> um well thank you very much for your time Dean it's been enlightening hugely thanks for having me Tom yeah uh, really enjoyed it and hope you enjoy your trip up to Scotland yes definitely will um, and thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just leaves me to say, up the gas. <laughs>